Peter Balker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now I'm at Multipipe's headquarters with founder and CEO Mike Young. Morning Mike, how are you? Very well, thank you. Well thank you for allowing us to come in today. Now this particular series that I'm doing, this is going to be a series around sort of real business owners, real stories. Because very often people put out there the stuff that they want to see, However, very often people don't talk about the real journey. And in business, it's all about the real journey. Business isn't easy by any stretch of the imagination, is it, Mike? No. No, it is a journey. It's uh, ups and downs, highs and lows, uh, days that, sleepless nights, days when you think, are you doing the right thing? Probably a lot more downs than ups, but the ups are so high, I think they outweigh the downs. So, how did you actually get into business in the first place? Um, oh, I think from a young age, uh, literally from leaving school, I, my, my father was a self-employed bricklayer. Uh, my brother was a building surveyor, but him and my dad created their own company together. And I was then a trainee architectural technician. They dragged me in. So very quickly, I became not a business owner, but aware of a so you were exposed to this yeah. uh, this situation yeah and then through various you know ups and downs especially in the construction trade i ended up going to work with uh my wife's family's business and again being exposed to business owners um and throughout that period i always felt that i was in more control than an employee was uh and that was kind of what i liked um and that was the driver to be sort of completely independent eventually. The seeds were sown then, they were. And that must have been quite an interesting dynamic because you're not the only one that goes into a family business. And more interestingly, it was your wife's family business. Yeah, I mean, it's very tough. It's very tough, whether it's your own family, whether it's your extended family, it is a tough place to be because there's so many different personalities driving it that you are having to be someone perhaps you're not really. You're, you're having to do things that you're questioning. You're, mm, it, is, it is tough. And, but it's almost like you need to go through those things to understand what it is that you're after and what, what you're about and really what you want to do. So going, considering that you went into what would be your wife's family's business... Did you feel part of it initially? Was it like the bit that you were a bit of an outsider coming in? How did it feel? Um, oh, um, it felt like another job, really, especially initially. Um, good, close-knit family, um, but it was a job. Although, to be fair, they did work hard to try and make it appear more than that. Um, 
Uh, but then we kind of grew together because um, there was the father, there was the founder, he was of an age and, and uh, at some point he retired. And then the sons, when we we're all very similar ages, kind of took over. And that was probably the tough bit. It must have been an interesting dynamic because you had different relationships. So you had the so-called professional relationship, we are at work, but also you had that family dynamic, whether it was brother-in-law, everything. How did that play out? Um, initially, it was okay, but it's only when problems, real problems start that you really understand where you fit. Um, and we did have some rocky patches, as all businesses do, perhaps some bigger than others. I think we, we did have a, a serious issue where... Embezzlement uh, at that one stage, it wasn't was, it? Yeah, a large amount of money was embezzled out of the business by a financial director who was actually an independent kind of part-time guy that seemed to somehow have access to monies that he shouldn't have been. Uh, and that was probably the beginning of the end of all of those relationships uh, because blame kicks in, trust is gone, uh, and trust is very important to me. Um, and so, yeah, the beginning of the end was there. And that was probably the point at which I changed direction. And that's actually when we met. Mm. It was around about that time. And actually, that's what, that was a point in time where you actually started to go on an education journey. Because prior to that, you went into business, but you never studied business. No, in reality, I didn't have to know a lot because there was a lot of other people that knew the bits that I didn't need to worry about. And I was just doing my job. Or did they know it? Hey, who knows? But I, I think at that point, I realised I need to know what it is, what it is that I'm going to be doing moving forward. What do I need to know? What don't I know? Uh, and you realise actually you don't know much at all. Um, and I, me being me, I needed to educate myself. And that's how we ended up sitting in the same room uh, many years ago. And the journey began. And it, it, yeah, it's been an interesting time since. And as you as you started to go on that journey, it started as you started to become more enlightened, as you became more sort of aware of stuff, more educated. How how did that impact the dynamics of the relationships with the other family members? Um, it was that that was really tough because um, there was a lot of I know going on. There was a lot of um, belittlement, a lot of. Um, I think they were a bit afraid, perhaps, that I was going to overtake them. Um, and that's really, in my mind, what happened very quickly. They're common sense stuff, especially to me, that we weren't doing that we needed to do, that businesses need to do. Simple, basic stuff, putting in checks that wouldn't have allowed the embezzlement, things like that. It's all very, very simple stuff that was never going to filter through the whole family. Um, at that time, we were all running our own little uh, individual businesses within the group. So luckily, my business was being run my way. And therefore, and, and I was being left alone because everyone was so busy doing their own stuff as well. But I realised that the future wasn't together. Um, I'm not going to bend to someone else's rules. No, to me, this felt right. We need to understand how do we get the best, the quickest out of this business and that's really where we started and you actually started to make some really great traction and I remember you were building up the team at the time mm -hmm. you were really going for expansion 
Yes, on record months back to back, it was really looking rosy, and then the great financial crisis came and smacked you right between the eyes. Yeah, well, we laugh about it now, but it wasn't funny yeah. at the time. No, no, it wasn't. Um, that was a time that our uh, effectively our main supplier was purchased by a big group, and they just pulled the rug uh, overnight. We literally lost our income almost. Um, needed to change tack pretty quick whilst fighting them. Um, and as you say, being a bit resilient and a survivor, uh, we just changed the business. I mean, okay, what, what people need to understand, it wasn't the fact that we just changed the business. They basically put you under. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. So the business went bust. Yeah. And when a business goes bust, I mean, and that's your entire life. (laughs) It's not an easy thing. I mean... To then say, okay, what do I do? You was in the middle of the probably the biggest shitstorm we've seen in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. There was mass uncertainty out there. We've just folded a business that you'd literally had been in part of for how long? Ooh, by that time, probably eight years. Eight years. It was one of those, well, what do we do next? Yeah, it, yeah, it was um, sleepless nights. The real uncertainty is uh, something inside you drives you. Uh, it's easy to run away. It's easy to give up. Um, I'm a great believer in not having a plan B because if you've got a plan B, you'll scuttle off and take the easy route. Um, if, you, if there's only one direction, then that's almost your motivator and driver. It's not to say the nasty little sleepless nights weren't driving you bonkers. The decisions you were making weren't just business decisions, they were your life decisions. Um, And we've got four children and a wife and a dog, and we needed to maintain all that. So, I don't know, something inside you just drives you through it. Something gets you through those. And I think also the education helped enormously because that built your self-belief. And... A lot of the best business people in the world have had businesses go bust. And in a strange way, it almost needs to happen to you. So you started up again. Mm-hmm. What was interesting, because it was a great financial crisis, the banks weren't exactly the most supportive people in the world. Nope. In fact, you had some really great sort of... You had some really great sort of terms for them we won't say on camera. But what was interesting was that when you, you decided that... You were, as you said, no plan B, therefore you were all in or nothing. And you literally, to coin a phrase that you use, you put your cock on the blog and you actually went and you financed yourself to the hill. Hmm. You literally, I mean, you put your, your family's house on the hill, you put the money in because you had that power of conviction, didn't you? That perhaps, okay, you had that belief that you could make it work. I think. It had worked previously. Mm-hmm. Circumstances beyond our control, in hindsight, created a problem that only that now we don't have, uh, and it wouldn't happen to us. Um, but you, people believed in us as well as a, and whether that's the company or me or whatever, there was a lot of belief uh, because of the nature of our business, you do need support. And there's a lot of belief in multi-part the brand and and uh, the company um, that enabled us to, to move on and actually people sought us out 
And by restarting your business, you wasn't starting from ground zero, was you? Because actually all the stuff that you'd learned, you'd put straight into the business. Mm. So in many respects, it probably was a little bit easier in some respects because you didn't have the baggage of the stuff you were carrying from the previous eight years. No, you, you, it's very fast track, really. Um, you ponder and worry and, and dwell on what might, might happen. But when you take action at the speed that you do when you've been educated and been educating yourself, it happens really quick. And actually, you get over the worries overnight. They're gone. Because now you're focusing on moving forward and not looking back. And when you did start again, you did have a minority shareholder, didn't you? Because you had your brother-in-law at the time. He came over and there were the two of you. Mm. Yeah. Um, but we had different priorities um, and different beliefs. Um, what's right, what's wrong, what, what, what you need to do, how, how committed you need to be. Um, and it's always been a tough one for me that it's all or nothing. Um, as you coined it, put your cock on the block. Um, because if you don't, it's just a hobby. It's just a hobby. It's a game. And you had to make one of the hardest decisions you ever had to make, and that was actually parting way with your brother-in-law. Yeah, agonised agonized over that one for a long time. Um, and, and it wasn't easy at home either, was it? No, no. It's very close-knit family um, that I became the ogre. I became, but I just knew it's the right thing to do. And I kind of hope that um, he believes that as well. I, I hope so. But I knew it's the right thing because we were just we weren't aligned, we weren't aligned. And I think I realised then that I'm not the best at having partners. I think it's it's. I'm glad you said that actually because a lot of people out there they love the romance of partnerships, but I do honestly believe that unless you've got the right partners fulfilling the right role, they're probably one of the most difficult things to work with. And the amount of businesses over the years that I have sort of come into contact with, where the majority of our work at the beginning was dissolving the partnerships, Mm. where it becomes in a single owner, Mm. so that the person, because at the end of the day, not all partnerships are going to be equal. And that's where the problem is. Yeah, and it's big cultural differences as well, because in, in business, culture is so important. But it's very difficult to get two individuals completely aligned with absolutely the truly deep 100% culture balance. So we, I totally agree with you. And we say the fact that, okay, when you first start the business, you massively got debt to start up the business. You also then incurred even further debt to buy out Mm. your partner. Mm -hmm. So you bought your business partner out, which you had to take out a lot of money to do again. So you was at the most that you ever been, mm-hmm. okay, you were in control of your business, so for the first time ever you had your business, but heavily indebted, and I, I'm sure like anything, your wife was probably at that point quite petrified, huge debt, had to think about the family, mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that the family could continue functioning, and you don't have that certainty in business, you know what it's like. Yep. So it was a huge risk, and... Then very often a business owner's partner at home is very often risk averse because they don't understand the full picture. 
Mm-hmm. With all that pressure, how did you cope with it? What was your coping mechanisms? Business coaching. It was the weekly one-to-ones which enabled a, almost like a, an emotional dump, um, a great place to just get a good slap round the face, a kick up the backside, uh, a reaffirmation of what your dreams are, um, and just get on with it, get did out you, there and fight. And did you focus on that? Was that important to you to actually have that reminder of what you were working towards? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because um, you get sidetracked, you get stuck in, stuck in detail, boring, annoying stuff where you forget the big picture. Uh, and it's all about what's your goals, your big picture, what's your plan, keep on track. You will get minor diversions, that's just the nature of business, but just keep the big picture in mind and, and the, the goals that you're trying to achieve. Uh, and as I say, the business coaching just keeps you aligned. Keep you aligned. I'm glad, and I'm glad it's had that impact on you. I mean, one of the things that you said that unfortunately is really painful is a lot of people forget why they got into business in the first place. Do you know what it's like? Business is tough, and before you know, know it, you get caught in, and the dreams that you sort of that inspired you to start your business in the first place, you kind of either forget them that actually. You forget them or, more importantly, you don't believe that they're attainable. Mm. And I honestly believe that there were times in the journey where perhaps you did question whether you would attain those dreams and those goals. Like anybody, you question yourself. Mm. But as you look at the business, you've probably just had the best year you've ever had. Mm-hmm. If you go back to your, your dreams, your goals, your ambitions, how do they relate to you now? Um. I think the, it's, I wouldn't say the penny's dropped, but that little bit inside you that just kept you going, grinding it out, grinding it out, grinding it out, you suddenly think, you are right. It is going to happen. It is happening. You almost need reminding by other people to say, Mike, it's happening. Look, that's happened, that's happened. We set out to achieve this, we set out to achieve that, and it's happened. And I'm like, glad you used the term grinding it out. Because that was really what Ray Kroc was all about with McDonald's, grinding it out. And a lot of people, they, they search for the, this magical, mythical, I'm a unicorn kind of business. Mm. And that's all the media purports and puts out there. These are the unicorn businesses. Oh, look at these businesses. They're fantastic. But it isn't the norm. It isn't the reality. No, I think um, I love it when, um, when you perceive... Uh, especially in the media, oh, look, it's an overnight success. And you don't see the 15 years worth of grinding out prior to it. And that's the interesting story, the bit behind it all. It's just, it's that business's time at that moment, but it's not an overnight success. Never yep. is. And when you look at your business now, you're, you're virtually coming to the end of your debt. Oh, yeah. So the debt's gone. Yep. You've built your team. Yep. You've built your equity in the business. Mm-hmm. But you've grind, it was grinding it out yep. that got you there yeah. over a period of time. If, if I'm honest with you, if I, if I think back 10, 15 years, I thought it would be a different journey. I thought it would be perhaps a bit quicker, um, whatever it is. But I think I learned, and, and through all of the reading that I've done, whether it, especially it's um, entrepreneurs' uh, biographies, we're all doing the same thing. We're all on the same journey. We're at different stages of the same journey. 
none of it is overnight and it is grind it out. And you, you, there's something in you that just pushes you to do that. And uh, I applaud all of us that are out there grinding it out. So if you were to, if you could say, okay, there's people going to be tuning in, entrepreneurs are listening in. If there were to be any advice you would give them, what would it be? It's, it's, I can't, you remember the author, I can't remember, but the three feet from gold is yep. so true. Sharon Lecter actually republished that book, yeah. Right. Never give up. Never give up. Believe in yourself. Um, you'll be amazed how many people believe in you even though you don't realise it. Um, it's but, because people are insular, right? And they yeah. don't ever speak to other people about the stuff. Exactly. No, believe in yourself and grind it out. That's all it is. It's time and it will come. But you have to want it enough. And I think that's probably it. And I think that's really sound advice. Now, those of you that are, have tuned in today, that are in business, that running your own business, we've all got stories. We've all been on various elements of this journey. I'm sure a lot of what Mike has talked about today, you can truly resonate with. I'd love to hear your stories. So let me know what your stories are. Post in the comments below. Share your highs, share your lows. But most importantly, give other entrepreneurs the inspiration to know that, yes, if you persist, if you truly work hard and you get through the challenges, you will get through it. And I absolutely love the Jim Rohn quote, never wish you had smaller problems, wish you had better solutions. And you are truly an example where better solutions to your problems allows you to grind it out. Thank you very much for your time, Daniel.